and welcome to this episode of the Brave Feminine Leadership Podcast. I wanted to share with you today some reflections on leadership. I'm Melissa Hamilton and I'm your host. And I also wanted to share with you reflections on a conversation that I had early in my career that changed it all for me, that changed my thoughts about leadership and how important it is. So thank you for joining me today for a podcast titled One Conversation Changed It All For Me. When you think about exceptional leaders, I wonder what you reflect on. For me, I think about the fact that exceptional leaders work on themselves first. They know that humour and laughter and joy all provide the oxygen that is necessary for exceptional cultures. They focus on their leadership style. They build on their emotional intelligence and they get themselves ready for the inevitable challenges that every leader faces. Exceptional leaders know the power of a positive attitude. They know how to bring joy and lightness to the environment and they know how to set and execute extraordinary visions. I think what sets them apart is that exceptional leaders understand that their energy leaves an indelible footprint, a footprint that is invisible to the naked eye, but one that is immediately felt by their team. Have you felt that energy? Have you ever been part of a successful business where the team's engagement is so strong that you can feel it? Are you part of one now? I have. And once you're part of something like that, it is hard to accept anything else. You know, I think great leaders recognise, address and shift the energy needed to create the environment for their team to flourish. But it doesn't happen by accident. In my experience, it needs to be intentional. It needs to be a decision and leadership can bring joy. The Oxford Dictionary defines joy as a feeling of great happiness. We're used to hearing it in so many different contexts. We're used to hearing it, you know, when we reflect on things about our children, about a new puppy, you know, you know, the expression jumping for joy. I love the idea of work being somewhere where joy is possible. I know it is. I know exceptional leaders bring it, nurture it and care about it. I love the idea of leaders focused on skills that create this sort of environment. It's the best investment that they will ever make. Effective leadership truly starts with the energy that you bring. I know that in today's environment with challenges around every corner and less and less predictability in our world, good leaders can become great leaders by focusing on this single ability above all else, by the ability to have a good laugh and not take yourself too seriously. And I don't mean all fun and no action because those leaders last days, not years. But I mean the sort of leaders who look to find and bring the humour to every situation. The sort of leader who can maintain perspective and a smile for their teams, who maintain their poise in the middle of chaos, who encourage people to speak openly, to share the truth, to own mistakes, the sort of leaders who inspire commitment and set clear expectations and truly lead people. Can you name a great leader like that? You know, they stand out. We don't forget a leader who brings energy and who delivers. It is a powerful combination of transformational leadership abilities. I'd love to invite you to take a minute to write down the qualities that stand out when you think of that great leader. So feel free to hit pause on this, grab your notebook, and just take a minute now and write down the qualities that stand out for you. Now that you've completed that list, I bet you can also name leadership styles that don't deliver. 
So reflect with me for a minute on some of the following. Can you think of a leader who didn't provide support, who didn't provide feedback, who did not inspire trust, someone who didn't develop you, someone who was more focused on their own motivations? Picture leaders who, in your opinion, were not effective leaders. What was the core difference between the two leadership styles? Can you name it? Can you feel it? Is it communication skills? Did they provide feedback or not? And can you reflect on the different leadership outcomes that they delivered? I really believe leadership in the workplace should be intentional. So if you spend time reflecting on the questions I've just stepped through, it actually can help you determine your own leadership intentions and your own style. And it can help you achieve success through exceptional leadership in the workplace. What is your leadership intention? I said at the start that I wanted to share a story of one conversation that changed it all for me, one conversation that helped me become an intentional leader. And it was in my mid-20s and I was already an experienced leader. I was in leadership roles leading teams of over 500 people. And I vividly recall a conversation with a much older and a much wiser leader at the time. Um, he will be chuckling at the description of much older and probably nodding his head in agreement at the description of being much wiser. I shared with him at the time that I just didn't feel like I was contributing to society. I wasn't sure I was headed in the right direction. You know, what was I doing? Um, I think they call it a quarter life crisis. Well, mine hit hard. I was watching my friends who were graduating from uni as doctors and they were saving real human lives. And I was working for a large telecommunications company selling mobile phone plans. I didn't really see the point of what I was doing. I didn't understand the value of good leadership. And he asked me a couple of questions. You know, what are the hopes and dreams and aspirations of the people in your team? You know, he asked me to think about these people that I've got the chance to guide, to develop and lead so that they can achieve their own dreams, whatever they might be. How about their extended families and their dreams? And that ripple spreads really quickly beyond the 500 that you think about. And he said to me, what impact do you want to have on their lives? And for me, this conversation flicked a switch. I understood why leadership skills mattered. And it's been an extraordinary privilege in every new leadership role that I've stepped into to have that at the forefront of my mind. You know, it was humbling to think of the opportunity to become a better leader. And it means something different for all of us. But for me, that meant creating an environment for individuals and teams to thrive. And it meant creating the sort of environment where people chose to stay. So in an industry that I led where attrition of employees was very high, almost accepted as an industry standard. I wanted to get underneath those numbers and really create the sort of environment where people chose to stay and where people felt like they belonged. Let me take a brief pause from listening to the podcast for a minute just to check in and see if the conversation's inspiring any new thoughts or any new reflections for you. I hear so often from people in our audience, largely successful and senior professional women, how much they are craving some inspiration into their lives. 
I would just love to share with you, if you're looking for some, then come and sign up for our Sunday Inspiration email series. You can find a link in the show notes at the end of the show. Now let's get back to the podcast. For me, it also meant achieving success as an organisation and for all stakeholders in our organisation. makes me think of a conversation the other day. I listened to a wonderful CEO talk about his own journey from being a leader who was focused on shareholders on the bottom line to becoming a leader focused on stakeholders and focused on a much broader um, set of people than just the bottom line numbers. What does becoming a better leader mean for you? You know, I've always loved this quote about great things in business are never done by one person. They're done by a team of people. So can you answer the question, what do your team members want to achieve? Not just at work, much broader than that. What does success look like for them? Who inspires you to be a better leader? I've been inspired by so many leaders and management thinkers over the years, but Peter Drucker and Jim Collins are right up there. Jim Collins' book, Good to Great, and his concept of level five leaders helped me understand that leadership wasn't about being the loudest or the most confident. In fact, it wasn't about me at all. It taught me that a combination of leadership qualities that in included things like humility and modesty, coupled with a ferocious resolve to deliver results, could be a path to success. And I translated that ferocious resolve to suit me and my very own superpower of impatience. You know, I've always wanted to get stuff done. It's a real strength of mine. But what does humility and modesty and ferocious resolve to achieve look like for you? I finished a while ago a book called Humble, Free Yourself from the Traps of a Narcissistic World by Daryl Van Tongeren, and he builds on Jim Collins and others' work about the strength and success of humble leaders. And there are wonderful tips on cultivating humility, including this quote. You know, think of someone in your life who demonstrates the rich and authentic humility that you'd like to emulate. Take note of how they carry themselves, how they respond in stressful situations in which an egoistic response would be typical. Keeping them in mind as someone to imitate could help you begin to shape your life and relationships with a clear picture of humility. Peter Drucker's book, Effective Executive, taught me four critical lessons that I have always carried with me, and I'll share those with you now. The first one is around managing time. Don't waste your time or your team's time. So don't underestimate the importance of focused decision-making, practising being a good listener, being open to honest feedback and encouraging your teams to challenge conventional wisdom. Successful leaders are always open to a new solution and to good ideas. The second one is around focusing on your strengths and the strengths of your collective team. You know, this includes the strengths of your board, your industry, your customers, you know, I think too many people are focused on weaknesses and what they need to improve. Don't ignore your weaknesses altogether, but keep them in perspective. And a successful leader knows how to do this. So think about New Year's resolutions and how many of yours are about fixing a weakness. Where could you play to a strength instead? The third point is ask how you can be the most useful. As a CEO, as I was, you're, you're the custodian of the organisation for your tenure. And often the benefits that you deliver will only be visible when you've gone. 
So what will you contribute in your role that will deliver the most value in the long term? How will you impact on the results, on people, on values and not settle for status quo? And then the last one, which doesn't matter what role, you know, or where I've shown up um, over the years, this one always stands out, which is work out your number one priority and get it done. Focusing on too much is counterproductive and exhausting. So what's the number one? You know, these incredible leaders have strong self-awareness. And as I said earlier, they invest in their own skills first. They invest time getting really clear on their values and their own core beliefs. I think that investment is step one. So I want to finish off the conversation by sharing with you 10 questions, questions that I think are the sort of questions that will help you reflect and prepare to be the most exceptional leader that you can be. So question one, do I show up as the best version of me and do I bring the right energy to my leadership role? Number two, am I being intentional about my leadership style or am I running on default? Question three, is effective communication one of my core skills? Am I communicating often enough? Number four, would every person in my team know what success looks like in their role? Have I set clear direction with my own direct reports? Do I manage my own time well is number five. Number six, do I waste time for others? A short meeting is harder to run than a long one. Number seven, am I crystal clear on my number one priority and the one after that? Number eight, do I bring joy to leadership? Number nine, list off your team's strengths. Are you playing to them or are you focused on fixing weaknesses? Can you identify if you've got the right combination of people to deliver success? And then the last one, do you need to upgrade your own leadership skills? So as we finish off this conversation and this podcast today, my advice is stop taking it all so seriously. Go and find a colleague for a good laugh. I promise it will start bringing the joy back. And that was the end of another podcast conversation. So thank you so much for listening to the episode today. I often hear from leaders who felt inspired by the conversations and are ready to put themselves first. And so I wanted to take a brief moment just to share how I've helped hundreds of women just like you become crystal clear on the exact steps they should be following right now to lead an intentional and sustainable life without second guessing themselves so that they can maximize their influence and impact. I've put some details into the show notes and there's a link there where you can find out some more about our signature Elevate and Influence program. While you're there, take the time to sign up for our Sunday Inspiration email series. Have a brilliant day.